0: Run your story family this is allison Gilliard with run your story where every story needs to be heard and you guys what an honor to be able to share miss rhonda hayden run your story absolutely fantastic it was like she was just destined to do this literally and amazing and i'm so proud of her and can't wait to meet her in person because in just a few weeks a whole bunch of us from mobile will be going to hattiesburg to run our bike farm to fork and she is the race director. So you guys are gonna love her story and just her heart for athletes and her heart for helping Mississippi and making sure that people literally have food on their table. And wow, I'm just so impressed by her and she is just an incredible athlete, an incredible human. I just, wow, I'm in awe. Guys, I hope you enjoy her story. It is beautiful and it's amazing. And again, we can't wait to meet her in person at Form to Fork. And guys, this podcast this month is made possible to Do Goods Mercantile, which if you know anything about me and Run Story, you know we are huge fans of Do Goods Mercantile. And we actually partner with them for once a month. We do what's called Run Goods. So always a charity that we give back to and help bring awareness to. And guys, if you have not heard about Do Goods or been in their store, you need to go. Graduation, Mother's Day, your graduate and your mother will thank you. They'll be like, oh, you're so caring because of the gifts that you've been given because they do good. Guys, Do Goods Mercantile is a shop in downtown Mobile that carries items from companies that are literally doing good in some unique way. Many of the companies that Do Goods Mercantile carries employ people at risk or with disabilities and others donate a portion of their profits to ministries and nonprofits that they care about. Do Goods Mercantile is committed to connecting customers to companies who are uniquely generous and community-minded. Wow. Every time you make a purchase, you are literally making a difference, guys. So go and shop with Do Mercantile and that you can find them at 202 St. Michael Street, which is downtown or on now online. Yay! At DoGoodsMercantile.com. Also guys, check out their social media page. Follow them on Instagram, Facebook. Annie and Chops do an amazing job. The items that they carry, I get my jewelry there, my laundry detergent, my favorite soups. Literally, they have everything and a lot of gifts that we give come from Do Goods. So Go do some good. Yeah, check them out. You will love them, and you're going to be super happy that you did. And also, fun fact, this month for our Patreon supporters, we get a special code that gives you a discount at DoGoods. So very excited. Check that out for our Patreon supporters. So, guys, thank you again to do Goods for supporting, and thank you again for Miss Rhonda Hayden and her runners. story so great to finally meet you. Yeah, you too. Face to face. (laughs) I'm not
1: positive if I didn't reach out to you like a year or two before we even met about Farm to Fork. For some reason, when I was looking for race ambassadors, I feel like you were a person that I had a name and that I called at some point, but I might not have.
0: There's other Allison's. I yeah, would have but- totally been an ambassador for you if you <laughs>
1: had well thank you
0: because <laughs> that's a whole nother level right there yeah <laughs> whatever you need girl I got you. Actually, it's really funny because Mary Truffaut uh-huh. was like, you've got to talk to Rhonda. And I was like, how do you ever tell for an interview?
1: That's so funny. She's a dear friend of mine and has been yeah. for years.
0: She had nothing but great things to say about you. So I'm well,
1: very good. excited.
0: Yeah. So... Well, let's get started.
1: Okay. What is your run story, my friend? My run story? I think what I would say is I've been running forever. When I was in high school, my dad was a runner and a cyclist, and he would do all these century cycling events and stuff. And so he would get up at the crack of on, and he would run to work and he would go on his lunch hour and lift weights. And then in the evenings after dinner, he would go to the gym and he would usually ride his bike home from work before he came home for dinner. And then the next morning he would ride his bike to work and he would run home. That was my dad growing up. And then on the weekends he would go out for long rides and stuff. And I think as a young kid in high school seeing your dad do that, I wanted to be a part of it. So I started getting up and going to the gym with him in the mornings before school. And we would run. And then in the evenings, if I didn't have sports, I would take the opportunity to go with him again in the evenings. And then it just evolved into the weekends and really get into running and cycling with him. And then when I went off to college, I started learning about races. And it just kind of all fell into place from there. And I've always had different people that have shown up in my life that have introduced me to different things. Scott Christmas, who lives around you, he introduced me to triathlons years Mm -hmm. ago, which I fell in love with. And we had a amazing group of people in the Fairhope Mobile area that we would train with and travel with and stuff. And I've always just had the opportunity to get connected and people just introduce me to things and I'm ready to try it. So that that's really my running story, not to kind of put a, a dapper on it or anything, but several years ago, I noticed that my training was like suffering and I wasn't near the athlete that I had been and I just kind of contributed to different factors in life, having children and that kind of stuff. And then I finally got diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid disease. And I have really struggled for about, probably about 10 years now, trying to find a balance between my thyroid disease and exercise. And I really have just gotten a grip on it in the past two years, which has been absolutely amazing for me. I've found that if I keep my electrolytes in balance, that I do a lot better. And so now that I've learned that, I've been able to get back into half marathons. I did a half Ironman this summer, and I have not been able to do endurance the long distance in several years. So it has been exciting, and you know, just I feel like I, I've got a whole new chapter in front of me to keep going. That's
0: incredible. Absolutely love that your dad passed that down for you, but then also you've overcome this disease and you're like, I'm going to Figure it
1: out. Oh, I'm not giving up on my exercise. That (laughs) makes me feel alive. I mean, absolutely, it is just a spirit within you that just makes you feel Mm. good. And when I don't Mm. have that, it's it's hard. It was never it was never a process. A lot of endocrinologists and doctors that I've seen over the years, rheumatologists, they've told me you got to back off on the exercise. And I was just always a firm believer. I might need to back off for time, but I've got to figure out how I can make it work. And it really, Mm. I'm going to put a plug for a product out there right now, but I was introduced to BioLite about three years ago, which is just an electrolyte drink, kind of like Gatorade, but it's more like Pedialyte in a bottle. And that has been a game changer for me. So I've just kind of mm. learned that it was my electrolytes that were really the problem with my thyroid and everything else that I had going on.
0: Man, you're you so incredible. Man, Jeez. <laughs> what are some lessons that you've learned from running?
1: Uh, I think my 20-year-old son would say, suck it up, buttercup. That's my favorite (laughs) saying in the house. He says it to me. I say it to him. I just think sports have really just taught me how to dig deep and keep going no matter what.
0: Absolutely. What is your favorite race and why?
1: Oh, gosh. That is such a hard one because (laughs) every new race that I do becomes my favorite just because it's a totally different experience. So it's really hard for me to say that I have a favorite race. But I will say, I think maybe the Pensacola Triathlon that we do every year is probably my favorite just because it's one of those that if I can do it that year, that I know I'm still good. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? It's like mm-hmm. a check-in. Mm-hmm. I haven't lost it all or I've gotten better this year. <laughs> it's kind of my barometer for where I am.
0: Dude, that's incredible. What is your pre-race routine?
1: I am not a routine kind of person. I am just go out there and have fun. And you'll find this probably later in the podcast, that a lot of my motivating motivation for doing races is to see how the race is done and not necessarily how I'm going to perform in that race. I want to see how the logistics work and... See how they mark their courses. And I mean, I'm like a total geek when it comes to that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. I don't really have a pre-race routine because I'm not really focused on my times or anything Mm -hmm. like that at this point in my life. I plan to get Mm -hmm. back to that. But right now I'm out there just to see what everybody's doing and see people have fun and what makes Mm -hmm. a race so incredible. That's amazing.
0: Post-race
1: routine. Nap. That's my biggest one. (laughs) I must say, I'm a big advocate of going home and taking a nap or going back to the hotel after I race. And then I will shower, I will take a nap. And once the nap has been had, I will go out, I'll eat dinner, do whatever. But that comes first for me.
0: (laughs) Uh, I feel like we are kindred spirits. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: especially (laughs) these summer races where it's so hot it takes everything out of you yes oh man yeah I mean it's a great feeling I love sweating out there and stuff but man when I'm done
0: what is your absolute favorite running item
1: my airpods
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: Yeah. I listen to podcasts. I listen to music, whatever I feel like that day, but it's kind of my best friend when I'm out running.
0: Gotcha. Favorite running shoes? Oh, I am.
1: See, I'm the most simple runner there is. I wear Saucony Cohesions and I pay about $49 (laughs) for my running shoes. And I have done this for about 15 years now. I'm not a good person to ask about running shoes. They work for me. I just got these brand new ones on Amazon, and I think I paid $39. (laughs) But they're my favorite. I will not wear another pair of shoes. I've had friends give me hokas and go buy Mm -hmm. these, and I always come back to those cohesions. You're like, why did I ask her to be on my podcast?
0: I was just thinking i love this balcony triumph
1: Uh so we're
0: again kindred spirits right here (laughs) yeah so you did mention bio light but do you have a favorite running fuel
1: caffeine i'm a big proponent of caffeine i don't know why i cannot do endurance (laughs) events unless i have caffeine so Whatever that product is, I do a Rock Goo, which is probably old school, but it has a lot of caffeine in it. And then I use electrolyte tablets throughout mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. racing. And that, that's really come into play with the Hashimoto's thing and stuff. But those are probably my two go-tos is the electrolyte tablets and supplementing with caffeine. Dude, that's awesome.
0: What has been your favorite running memory?
1: favorite running memory. That's a good one. Probably, I don't know if I have one, but I'll tell you this. I have a personal training background. I have a master's in exercise physiology, and I taught at the University of Southern Miss in the School of Kinesiology. I was a personal trainer in Mobile. And I think all of my favorite races are when I'm training somebody to do something for the first time and they cross Mm. that finish line. So Mm. that's what I would have to say is any of my races, not that I'm out there racing by myself, but when Mm. I'm racing with somebody else for their first time.
0: Girl... I just love you so much. That's to me is what running is. Oh, no is doubt. It's community you. and being there with somebody to help pace them or help them across the finish line. Like that just, uh it's girl.
1: <laughs> and I can't tell you how many of my friends
0: that, because somebody
1: got me into it. So mm-hmm. I can get somebody into it. I absolutely love to do that. But I mean, a lot of my friends that, I trained for their first race. They've surpassed me now. I mean, I can't keep <laughs> up with them. So it's, it's a great experience to watch that.
0: Are you sure we're separated at first? I don't That's know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is your favorite deal three-year post-race?
1: Oh, gosh. Again, you're not going to want me on your podcast. It's pizza. It's pizza. The first marathon I ever ran was in Chicago. So, of course, we ate pizza the night before. And I performed well. And I did exactly what I had set out to do. So, that has become my standard. I always eat pizza the night before an endurance race. Not 5Ks, 10Ks. But if I'm going the distance, that's what I'm going for
0: if it works it works, it works. <laughs> so you mentioned your earbuds what is Rhonda's running jam
1: if it's music it would have to be taylor swift or harry styles so that might be embarrassing too lord but <laughs> those, those would be my go-tos <laughs> <laughs> That's-
0: it's, I'm laughing because we have Derek Williams, who when he hears this podcast, he's going to start laughing because Taylor Swift is also in his. Oh,
1: <laughs> I need to meet him. I'm excited about that. In fact, I was running uh, one day last week, and with William, one William Whitehead, and we both had our AirPods in, and we're running side by side, and I like hit him. And he looked over at me and I was like, Taylor Swift just came on. And I gave him a fist pump and he was like, oh my gosh, pick up the pace. Here we go. <laughs> oh
0: man. What is your favorite recovery tool? Recovery tool?
1: I don't know if I have one, to be honest with you. I really don't. What's yours?
0: Well, I've learned from other people that the couch or like the bed is a Uh great recovery tool. Yeah. I mean, I do like floss, rock tape puts it out, but it helps for warm up and recovery. Okay. A good foam roller massage gun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, i I don't know if I have a favorite I mean i got, I'm a big advocate of stretching, obviously, mm-hmm. and I incorporate a lot of traditional stretches along with some yoga stretches so yeah that's that's I don't really have one.
0: okay. What's your favorite cross training activity?
1: Cycling hands down. Mm-hmm. I love it.
0: Do you have a worst race and why?
1: Yes, I do. And this is not because of the race. So the Pine Belt Pacers in Hattiesburg put it on and I love the race and I will go do it every year if I can, but they do a steam whistle 12K that is New Year's Day. Typically this year it wasn't because I think New Year's was on a Sunday or something, but anyways, um, I actually didn't know that I had COVID and I ran it two years ago and could not catch my breath, could not. And the 12K took me forever to do. And I walked 90% of it. It was the weirdest experience I've ever had. And so I went to the doctor the next day. I cannot breathe. I must have bronchitis or something. And I actually had COVID. So that made that my least favorite race because of how hard it was that day for me to do it, not because of the race.
0: Yeah, that's very understandable. Yeah, yeah. So let's say that somebody comes to you and they say, I want to get started in running or cycling. What is a piece of advice that you would give them?
1: Let's do it. It's so simple. It's not a regimen. It's not a, you have to do it this way. You've got to follow this plan. You can't miss a day on this plan. To me, it is, okay, when do you want to go? And Mm -hmm. I will go out and just get a feel for where they are. Some people can go out and run a mile that have not really run before and they're comfortable with it. It's hard. They're out of breath, but they can do it. And then other people, a walk-run regimen seems to be what we start with to get them to increase their distance and stuff. So to me, it's just, let's do it. Let's get out there Mm -hmm. and see where you are and see how we can move this along. And it's all about building blocks, not setting your goal's too high. A lot of people can say their goal is a marathon right out of the bat when they've never run or anything before. Mm-hmm. And I have seen a ton of people achieve that goal. So I'm not saying that's not the way to do it. But I also know that for the average person, you've got to get your mindset right. Mm-hmm. You've got to train yourself to listen to your body and to know what it's telling you and to know when to push and to know when to hold back and all those things. And I think it's a little bit of just a learning process. And you, the more you engage with other runners and or other cyclists or whatever that activity is, you start to pick up things from everybody else and you can That's incorporate right. it into your plan. It's like I said, I have a personal training background. I have the education and all of this. I know what the textbooks say. I can write you a regimen and a program and a nutrition plan and do the whole nine yards. And I do that for people and it's very important and it works. There's a science behind (laughs) it, but I think you've got to start with the mental first and you've got Mm, to mm -hmm. mentally be prepared. And I have learned it depends on where the person is mentally to where they need to kind of start out. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so good. That's really good advice. Do you have goals, my friend?
1: I think I do. I'm getting a little bit off of running in this conversation, but I haven't done an Ironman in several years. So I'd like to put that back on my goal list and hopefully do that. Not this year, next year. This year, I've already got other things on the training schedule and stuff. So I want to jump back into that. And then once I do that, I'm going to do that 100-mile run, which I've never done before. So that has been on my list. I turned 50 this next year. And I always said that I was going to do it when I turned 50. So here I am and I'm going to do it.
0: Wow. I have no doubt whatsoever.
1: <laughs> it might not do be. you
0: pregnant. have a mantra?
1: <laughs> I'm going to go back to suck it up buttercup. I mean, that just resonates mm, with mm-hmm. me. And it just is something that I say to myself and we say to each other around our house.
0: what is your overall length favorite length to run whether it's training or race or anything like that
1: i'll tell you this my absolute favorite is to go out and do about a 30 to 40 minute or 30 to 40 mile bike ride and Mm -hmm. then do a 10k afterwards that's like the most Mm -hmm. exhilarating workout for me it's where i feel like I push, but not push too hard. I get the endorphins going. It is, that's my favorite thing to do. But if I had to look at just running specifically, I would say about a 10 miles is where my my fun zone is. After Mm. I get out of the 10 miles, (laughs) I got to get into the really working and mentally talking myself through things.
0: Fun zone. I love that. When you're not running, what do you like to do?
1: I am an artist, so I paint large abstract paintings. And so oh, cool. um, I think that's something I love to do that is it's it has some elements like running does to it because it just mm-hmm. my mind goes and I just get in and I get focused on what I'm doing at that time. So that's probably mm-hmm. my other number one thing that I really enjoy.
0: Very cool. We have you on here because in May,
1: there's a big
0: group of us from Mobile going to Hattiesburg to run or bike farm to fort. And, our, and you are the amazing race director. I don't know about
1: amazing, but I'll tell you, you how amazing the Mobile group is. We have, the last I looked, we had 230-some participants from Alabama coming. Wow. And I think that there is over 180-something that are coming from Mobile, Fairhope, Sims, Sayreland, like that whole area in there, yeah. which is Amazing. It is. Yes. And I will give you a little secret. Last year, I chose three areas, three locations that I really wanted to target the athletes for farm to fork, and Mobile was one of them. Mm. So we started putting in marketing yeah. dollars to <laughs> Mobile and looking for people that could help us promote it in that area. Another place that we really focused on was New Orleans. we actually got Mobile, or uh, uh, yeah, they've got the Mobile area beat by about 10 more athletes wow. than what y'all have coming. So yeah, those have been some focus areas for us. And we're so excited to see <laughs> y'all coming and supporting this race.
0: So what is the history of Farm to Fork? I work for a nonprofit,
1: Extra Table. So we fundraise and purchase food for food pantries throughout the state of Mississippi. So on a monthly basis, we are shipping food to 63 different food pantries in Mississippi. And it costs us $85,000 a month to supply the amount of food that we're supplying. And we do fundraisers throughout the year to raise those funds. And I have that running background. I've been race director for a 5K at my son's school for several years, and it was a huge success. And then I worked for another nonprofit and took over the Hattiesburg Half Marathon for a couple Mm. of years. And so when I came over to Extra Table and I was starting to My job is fundraising. That's what I do. So I plan events and I do the fundraising and I put race as one of the nine fundraisers that I would put on for the year. And then I just started kind of thinking, I mean, I love cycling. I love running. A mm-hmm. lot of my friends do both. I love triathlons too, but mm-hmm. didn't really have a place to swim in Hattiesburg that I liked. And mm-hmm. that's kind of farm to fork just kind of came out of those two things that I really love to do. Mm-hmm. And I set a goal of how many athletes we wanted that first year. And fortunately, we succeeded it. We had a goal year two. Succeeded that, and then we had a year for a goal for this year, three, and we succeeded that. So I feel like we're on path to continue to use this as a great fundraiser for Extra Mm. Table.
0: Well, all I can say is we are so excited about COVID because your social media posts, the giveaways, the medals, the party, like, Woo! it's exciting it
1: is a circus i feel like i'm putting on a circus it is crazy you have and we added the criterium to friday yeah friday night we have one rate or three races and then on saturday we have six races that take place simultaneously so it is and then you know, what I love the most is bringing everybody back together mm. at the Bridalwood Stables on the farm and just having an amazing party for mm. everybody. That's like my favorite part of it. <laughs> and sometimes I think I've just gone overboard with what we're doing, but, you know, I have the support in my office. Mm. Our executive director, Martha Allen, she's 100% behind it. She makes things happen. And then we've got another girl, Harley Griffith, who's in the office and She's just my my right-hand gal that anything that we dream up, the, the two of them are there to make it happen. That's awesome.
0: Well, all I can say is thank you for all that you're doing to make this such an incredible not only race, but experience.
1: Well, I hope we live up to your expectations. <laughs> that is the downfall of social media and putting all these, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, get excited. And you build that hype up, kind of getting people to go see a movie, you yes, try yeah. to build the hype, but you've got to exceed that hype when athletes come to race day. And we hope that we do that.
0: I will say kudos and thank you. For the extra t shirt that we all got to purchase that has all the different running groups and cycling groups on the back of it. Yes, I that love was it. cool.
1: <laughs> I love it. I just, I start seeing all these groups that are coming to support us, and I wanted a way to let everybody know who they are. And, mm. and it's a great, I have a lot of people who are coming solo and they don't know mm. anybody. And then oh, yeah. we've got big groups that are coming and I want those people to be able to identify there will be runners from Mobile that don't know about y'all, that mm-hmm. don't know mm-hmm. that there's are cycling and running groups in their mm-hmm. areas. And I want to mm-hmm. just offer one more way that maybe they can mm-hmm. connect in their own community. So there's a lot behind that t-shirt in my thought process. And I was just happy that people enjoyed it and wanted to get, <laughs> get one. And of course, the proceeds help us feed more people in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. So that's a win-win for us.
0: I love it. And I brought one because I was like, yes.
1: <laughs> well, how can and you it, not when it has your logo on it? You know?
0: And this is the first t-shirt with my logo on the back. No so, yeah. So it was just so, when you posted that, I was like, oh, that's my logo. Here it is. <laughs>
1: oh, that's amazing. I'm glad to hear that.
0: Yeah, so it's like extra special. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Anything you want runners or cyclists to know about the race?
1: Oh, gosh. This is your race. This is not my race. So that's the way that I really look at farm to fork, ride, run, and crit. It is for the athletes. I travel around. I strategically pick certain races to do so I can go see what they're doing, what people enjoy, what brings excitement, you know, what gets the athlete going out on the race course that day. And I try to pull little tidbits and nuggets from every race that I go to, even some of the smallest races have the grandest things Mm -hmm. that they're doing for their athletes. And Mm -hmm. that's the whole focus of Farm to Fork. It is not our race, it's y'all's race. And I love getting the feedback of what you like and what you would like to see out there. And it just, that is what helps us continue to evolve this race. I'll say last year it was a little hot on the half marathon for a lot of our runners and I cannot control the temperature. That's
0: right. (laughs) The year
1: before, they all started in long sleeve shirts. You never know. But last year, it it was hot. And we had a lot of athletes that were not happy with the heat, but not something we control. And they know that. And so this year, we're incorporating some cooling stations on the run and have some water sprinklers (laughs) out there and things like that. And We'll do our best to accommodate that. But those are the things that we're ever evolving and always looking to continue to add to Farm to Fork.
0: I love that. And your heart for the runners and cyclists. Again, it's an experience, not just a race. And I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. And we've got some hardcore racers that are going to be out there. <laughs> Don't think that this is just the easy 5K, 10K half marathon that day because it's flat and fast. And we've got people who are coming out to set PRs that day. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And we do a little mm-hmm. charm. if When you register, you tell us what your personal record is for the distance that you're doing. And if you exceed that on race day, then we have a tent set up at the finish line party, and you just come over to the tent, and we have your race times there, and we know what you had submitted as your former PR, and we give a little charm that you can add to your medal or, you know, wherever you want to put it. But we like to just really, again, make it an experience for the athlete. Mm.
0: That's adorable, and I wish I was going to get a charm.
1: (laughs) You can train (laughs) for it for next year.
0: (laughs) Ratha, any final words of wisdom? No, I think the whole thing
1: is just go out and have fun. No matter what the distance is, no matter if it's a training run or, you know, you're going for a PR or whatever it is. My mindset every time I go out and race is Thank God I'm able to do this today. And Absolutely. I have carved out four hours for this race today, and I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to do it and I'm going to have fun. And fun doesn't always mean easy because, you know, you're always going to get into races where it's going to push you beyond the point that you ever thought you would be pushed before. You might be trying to run faster than you've ever done before, and we all hit our breaking points, but that. That volunteer that gives you a high five, gets Mm -hmm. you to go Mm -hmm. that next mile or the person running next to you that shares a goo with you or whatever it is, just go out there and have fun and enjoy the people and the surroundings and really embrace the people that are out there because they are the ones that can push you through those hard times.
0: A hundred percent. Oh, man. Thank you, my friend. Not only for sharing your run story, but Farm to Fork run story, yeah. And I can't wait to see you in the day. I know. I
1: can't wait for y'all to come see Farm to Fork this year. We have a lot of a lot of surprises that we're working on.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for everything that you do.
1: I appreciate it, and you too. I look forward to seeing you when you come.
0: Absolutely. Bye, my friend. Bye. <laughs> What a Run Your Story and what a race director, what a heart for people. Rhonda, you just check all the boxes, my girl, and just so grateful for you and your story and what you're doing. And you saw a need and you said, how can we fill this need? And you did it in such a fun way. And so thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing your story and it's beautiful and your heart is, ah, so big. And again, job well done. With farm to fork and i can't wait to see in a couple weeks my friend just over the moon excited and again guys thank you to do goods mercantile for sponsoring this podcast making it possible and again check them out social media facebook all that things on their website and go in and shop and do some good you will be so happy also guys like us share us tell your friends all about us we want to make sure that people get to hear your stories because every story needs to be heard and The only way we can do that is by likes and shares share away like it away leave a review it's always great to know and yeah we want to be able to always make this your story and we are truly honored to be able to share your stories and as always that is also possible by mars hill church because they give us a safe place to be able to record and i cannot thank them enough they believe in us they believe in our story they believe in the community and so we're just so grateful for that and the podcast, as usual, not going to be possible without Gilliard Tech Services guys. He can build your website, update your new one. He also has some summer camps going on for your kids that are interested in all things computer science. So he's your dude. You can check him out again on social media, also online at GilliardTS.com. And guys, if you haven't signed up as a Patreon supporter, do it because we have great sponsors who are always giving to our Patreon supporters and they go way above and beyond. And so I'm very excited again for our Patreon supporters to hear what Do Goods is giving them this month. Again, thank you to Do Goods and thank you to our Patreon supporters because you make this podcast possible. So guys, as always, Rhonda, thank you for sharing your story. It has now become a part of mine. And so go lace up your shoes, guys because every story needs to be heard.